This episode of Cinemavention is brought to you by Routing Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, Wearmall 3, and Kevin Fournier. If you want to become one of the names listed here at the top of the show, go to patreon.com slash is one and support the show today. Hi, I'm W. Scott is one, and I have not seen the movie Iron Man. Uh-oh, we found another movie Willie hasn't seen. This calls for an intervention. A Don't get cute. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we are starting Marvel Month. We're going to be watching all Marvel movies this month. And this month only because, you know, June, we're getting into the summer months. You know, that's when Marvel movies are typically released in theaters. So so June is Marvel month here on Cinemavention. And we're going to kick Marvel month off by talking about Iron Man, which my guests have seen before. They are both regular Diamond Club game night contributors. Please welcome Jeffrey Sachs and Tom the Gina Vittoria. <laughs> I butchered that royally. It ends in an O. No, uh, that is the worst I've ever heard it. <laughs> Do you want to know the actual pronunciation or just move sure. on? Sure. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> DJ Vittorio. Wow. Yeah, no, I was way off. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. I've heard everything. So. Yeah. yeah. It's good to- Tom or Tom D, also Captain Jack 913. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how are you guys doing? Good, good, good. good. I uh, I'm I'm so excited to talk about Iron Man with you guys, and I hope that you folks at home are ready to hear us talk about it. Because here we go. Iron Man is available for rent or purchase, of course, on all major distributors on the internet, and is available to stream on, you guessed it, Disney Plus as all of these movies will be. (laughs) Iron Man was released by Paramount Pictures on May 2nd, 2008 in the U.S. Movie was directed by John Favreau and stars Robert Downey. Favreau. Is it Favreau? It's John Favreau. Favreau? Oh, okay. The EA must be silent then, I guess. (laughs) It stars Robert Downey Jr., Terrence Howard, Jeff Bridges, Sean Tobe, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Movie had a budget of one hundred and forty million dollars. This is two thousand eight, people, and made five hundred eighty-five point eight million dollars in theaters, half a billion dollars. Uh, yep, which is paltry for a MCU movie. Yeah, right. Uh, we'll start with uh, Tom first. Uh, when did you first see this movie? Probably either the weekend it came out or the weekend after. It was pretty soon that I saw it with my friends from college. Right on. And uh and Jeff? Uh I don't think I uh rushed remember I this didn't really stick with me. I was trying to think about this. I definitely saw it in theaters, but uh I don't think I rushed out for it. So probably within the first month. Hmm. Okay. So the first this month. was sort of one of those movies that made uh summer blockbusters uh for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and Marvel movies historically have always been, you know, like the big summer blockbusters and you know always make the money i'm pretty sure they're i'm pretty sure like marvel movies hold like a lot of the record box office numbers at this point like 
it's a Marvel movie or it's a uh, Harry Potter movie or or it's, you know. or it's Avatar. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, remember, remember what one Endgame Avatar made. movie? Yeah, one Avatar. Well, remember what Endgame made by the end of it all? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was yeah, quite a lot of money. It was a billion domestic. Yeah, no, I I, <laughs> I believe you're right. Um, someone uh, someone uh, correct us in the chat if uh, we're not. Uh, for not right, which if you want to join in on our on the chats while we record these, discord.cinemavention.com. Uh so uh let's get into this movie because the movie kind of starts out as a flashback, right? So we albeit it's very um it's it's a very small it, flashback, but it's a flashback from it starts like half an hour into the movie. Right. Uh and then yeah, and then goes the right back to the beginning. Right, right. Yeah. So we'll start at the beginning of the actual story itself. Um, so uh, Tony, St- it starts out with Tony Stark's origin story being told because he's uh, he's at a dinner party. He's accepting an award in Las Vegas. There's all these <laughs> like magazines that have his picture on them, you know. And um, Right away, one of the things that I noticed is the fact that yet he he basically inherited a lot of this success from his father. So off the bat, it just like you get the vibe right from the start. At least I did that. This is just kind of a, a rich, entitled, you know, billionaire who just you know has no regard for anyone because he doesn't have to have regard for anybody. You know, and, well. Yeah. And you're absolutely right in uh in that and that's why he's, you know, what is it like the third line into the movie? Uh one of the soldiers is asking about uh him sleeping with Maxim cover models. Mm-hmm. Um but yep. in the uh uh introduction for uh his award uh in Vegas that he is not there for, mm-hmm. uh they talk about him graduating from MIT uh at 17 which would have been about the time that people would have expected to start yeah yeah i don't remember was it an advanced degree he did his phd at mit or um, i remember i don't know or if they it, just I, said his degree i think it, i think they just said degree i don't remember um i don't remember anyway, phd but so yeah. they so they you know he is a genius he is born into billions yeah. of dollars but sure you know that doesn't but, mean that he's useless Gotcha. Yeah. So he, he, yeah. You, you, so yeah, you're making the argument that he is still a genius, despite the fact. Yeah. I mean, it, just because but he's he, an asshole doesn't mean he's not a genius. <laughs> the genius asshole. Yeah. He's he's genius enough to figure out that what he wanted to do with his life was sleep with magazine cover models. Yeah, and and <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and new, sometimes and, twins and news reporters too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he lucked out going twelve for twelve. Because <laughs> yeah, he March missed March. Out. Yeah, there, there was a scheduling conflict, and most years he wouldn't have gotten that uh, mulligan to uh, to pick up that uh, uh, to pick up that title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, importantly, though, uh, in the story, uh, like like we mentioned, Tony is not a, at the award show to accept the award. So, accepting the he, award, he's close by at the craps table, but yeah, he but he's not there. there. But let's be honest, like he, he probably wouldn't have like, you know, he, he, he has, no. he doesn't want to be there clearly, no. <laughs> but, uh, no. typical Tony. Yeah. But, uh, but Obadiah Stain, uh, is yep. it Stan or Stain? 
Stain. stain. Is it Stain? Okay, yeah. Obadiah Stain, a.k.a. Jeff Bridges, which, by the way, I got to point this out. I did not realize, when I first saw uh, him accept the award up there, someone pointed out, like, halfway through the, his speech that that was Jeff Bridges. And I couldn't believe that this bald guy was Jeff Bridges because, you know, of course, I remember his long hair from Big Lebowski. So I did not recognize Jeff Bridges at all in this. And it was absolutely 100 percent with you. Yeah. Like that is Jeff Bridges. I know that that's Jeff Bridges. That is the dude. Yes. No, no, I can't be. I, I mean, Lebowski was 10 years before this. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, um, I mean, even and then, Tron Legacy though, came after it. It still, yeah, doesn't I, I feel was gonna like say him. It, it, it could, yeah. this movie could have came out two years after um, Big Lebowski, and I still wouldn't have noticed it because of you know the contrast of the of his bald head to his long hair from Lebowski. So yeah, it yeah, I he didn't yeah. you know gain or lose fifty pounds for a role, but he did not. I I could know that it was him. I could not feel that it was him. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good way to put it. Um and uh <laughs> and it's funny because uh unfortunately, unlike um unlike uh when he was the dude in Big Lebowski, uh the Jeff Bridges character Obadiah has uh some uh he's not as trustworthy as we once thought he was. Uh and uh, and he's uh I don't know. I think it's safe to say that he is, you know, trying to take the company for himself, you know, like he's trying to take over Tony Stark's success. Like, is is that a fair assessment? I think he feels uh, he's reasonably entitled to it, because remember, Mm -hmm. Tony, you know, was the genius that designed, you know, that could design things, but he really wasn't involved in the day-to-day of running the organization tony might have owned it but obadiah was the one that was you know ceo day-to-day right and obadiah took over operations after howard died before tony was able to take it over at 21 Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so uh, i mean he was he was the company until you know uh tony wakes up and decides to pay attention to it Mm mm-hmm yeah uh <laughs> i also love how um <laughs> like I, I i and i don't know how to describe this but i love how tony stark is attempting to answer tough questions from a vanity fair reporter one moment and like and, and it looks like she's like completely like not buying his bullshit excuses that he's giving for the reason why the weapons division is still around at stark industries or whatever and he's like you know, like she she has like that glazed look on her eyes, you know, that it's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. This guy's full of shit. And then like the next scene, they're in bed together. And I'm just like I mean I guess that's Tony Stark for you, I guess. I don't I don't it, really know. It is. <laughs> I don't yeah. expect any more or any less out of Tony. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, on the other side, he wouldn't have even bothered answering her questions if she didn't look like somebody that he wanted to take to bed. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because he said, uh, "Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Let her, let her go. She's cute." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. wasn't he like conferring with Happy, like, "Oh, is she cuter or not?" Hmm. And 
I gotta say, uh, when uh, when she wakes up into in Tony Stark's house, like, and everything just turns on. It's got you got all these gadgets and everything. Like Tony Stark's house is like my dream house, right? Like, I mean, it, it's a pretty good house, you know, just in general, right? But like, even more so for for us nerds, because it's like so many <laughs> gadgets, so many like cool things on the screen, like so many. Like Jarvis has got a personal, like, yeah, he's. He's got well, you know who before you know who came really came into existence. Don't want to mm-hmm. say the A word. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah, the A lady. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, he, he who shall not be named. What? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Wrong, but I mean, yeah, wrong, no. It, uh, but universe. yeah, no. If you think about it, yeah, like this is two thousand eight. Yeah, it it really was like the A lady before the A lady was ever a thing. You know, like well. That's, Bill Gates had this in his Redmond, Washington house uh, in the late 90s. He, mm. um, I think a lot of this was taken from uh, the Microsoft home. Um, uh, just it's automated, except Jarvis is AI, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, the house couldn't have been that smart. Uh, but yeah, voice you know. by voice by Paul Bettany. By the way, yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, he yeah he did he does an amazing job as uh as uh, they, Jarvis. They, he had to know he was going to. Paul Bettany was too big an actor to be just the voice. They mm-hmm. had to know that he was going that they were going to bring in Vision as uh, or at least hope yeah uh, to get him that early on. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, so talking about Stark Industries for a moment, because, um, of course, you guys know me. I got to bring Fortnite into this. I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> but in Fortnite a couple of years ago, they had a Marvel season and like one of the big like POIs or points of interest on the map then was Stark Industries. Like full on, it was a map location you could drop in Fortnite so I already like right away knew what Stark Industries was like I knew about it. Right. And from what I can tell, um, you know, Stark Industries, it sounds like has other business avenues, but its primary business avenue is a weapons manufacturer and they're responsible for basically making weapons and selling them to the government, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Like that's basically the. uh that's, That's basically how it's at least presented in this movie. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, it, it, it's like it, it's like Boeing, um, you know, supplying the government with like airplanes and stuff. Like, I think more like Lockheed because Boeing does uh, civilian stuff. Uh, does civilian? Sure, uh, sure. Well, uh, so, um, but, yes, no. yeah, Lockheed, Grumman, stuff like that. Yeah, General yeah. Dynamics. Yeah, like name, terrible name for a, for a company. Like, yeah, well, and, and Stark Industries probably huge. wouldn't be uh, Stark Industries would probably be one of these like industries that nobody would ever know about. Like, if not for Stark, you know, being the playboy that he is. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, but uh, I I still love the fact that uh, you know, despite like Tony Stark's like he he makes these ingenious technological advances, and you know he's like you know, inventing all kinds of things. Of course, Stark Industries is on the stock market and has investors to please just like every other major company in America. 
And like <laughs> Obadiah even like mentions that it's like like the shareholders are getting are are freaking out about your uh, decision to end the weapons division. This is later on in the movie, but yeah, um, yeah. It, it asks how many points he thinks the stock price is going to fall. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's, that scene really bugged me. Yeah, because it, yeah, in what it way? made it it made it seem like this is Stark Industries. This is Tony's company. He doesn't have to own all of it, but if he owns fifty point one percent of it, then the other investors can shut up. And right. well, the board members have uh, have responsibilities, and uh, uh, I don't remember exactly what the line was, but he was talking about having to calm down the board members as well as the other investors. And you know what? If Tony doesn't have, if Tony owns a majority. Uh, share of the uh, of the company, then he gets to do what he wants, and everybody else can sit down. Right. If um, and if he doesn't, then they can tell him to sit down. So yeah, he gets what he wants. So it's obviously he owns uh fifty percent plus one mm-hmm. uh, of the shares. So you know you can either do it or you can't, and yeah. he could do it. Yeah, like um, I mean, I don't know. It, w- would you say that that's realistic? Of like, because because I I just I don't know like that side of business as well. But like, is that realistic to like, for example, like I mean, there's a lot of like media companies that are that have that are split like between. I mean, because there and there's like oh. a majority stake and a minority stake, and most of the time the majority stake gets to do like what they want. The mi- minority stake doesn't really have a whole lot of say in it do you would you say that that's accurate well typically you wouldn't have somebody that owns 50 percent of a company you'd Mm. have like stark would own 30 percent of the company uh but his name is on the door so if he can get you know a mutual fund manager that own that you know is holding 20 percent of the shares of the company uh, in trust for other people, he gets to vote them. And those two people, as long as they agree, can do whatever they want. But you still have to build some court- sort of consensus. Um, there's a uh, airplane manufacturer, uh, Bombardier, uh, that was uh, that's based out of where I am, uh, Toronto, uh, mm. that they started um, as a family-owned company, and they did uh, some screwiness when they eventually sold the shares where people could buy shares into the company, but the only shares that got any votes were the ones that were owned by the family. So even mm. though the family only owned 10% of the company, they still had 90% of the shares and could tell everybody else, sit down, shut up. We get to do what we want. We're in control here. Right, right. And I mean, I mean, I and I guess the stock market is really like your, you know, I guess your gauge on that, I guess, right? Like, because if the stock price is going like way, way down, then, you know, I guess well, that's your stock accountability price, to a certain to a certain extent. The stock price is, you know, about what people think the company is going to be worth later, not what it's worth now. Gotcha. Uh, which is why you ended up with things like with Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter, Tesla went down uh, because first, if Elon Musk isn't paying attention to Tesla anymore, then the value of the company in the future is going to is less than it would otherwise. Right. And second, 
he was putting up his Tesla shares as collateral. So mm-hmm. if Twitter doesn't do what doesn't make money, then uh, Elon Musk might not own as much uh, Tesla as he would otherwise. Right, and so right. people were saying we're dropping the value of uh, weren't didn't think that Tesla was worth the same amount anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, we're we're getting into the nitty gritty business yeah. at this point, but yeah. Um, so Tony Stark then heads off to Afghanistan, which, um, you know, 2008, like we were like in the, uh, <laughs> in the prime, uh, I, I, I say we, like the United States was in, um, it <laughs> was in the, was in the prime, uh, wartime, uh, then. So let's suggest that of all the terrible, uh, decisions that Tony Stark had made in his life, this was the big one. <laughs> yeah just heading off to afghanistan yeah yeah no and because and it's yeah because yeah, you mentioned that yeah uh because he shows off well first he shows off a prototype of um of the new uh weapons that he's working the on yeah the jericho <laughs> yeah thank you and um and uh you know i gotta say those explosions pretty cool lots of cgi i'm sure and I, I, but I just gotta say that hand raise while the explosions are happening, yep. like that was that was awesome. That is that is some Steve Jobs level showmanship, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and one more thing, you can blast them off the face of the earth with God's own thunder. Yeah, and he's just like and he's just there, like I'm a badass. Um, <laughs> he kind of is. Isn't it? no he really is yeah yeah um and then but here and then here's the point we where we get to when we first start out um in the movie uh and and they're riding along and i I assume it's in like like a routine mission right um just like you know patrolling the they were driving him out like from the base to where he was doing the uh like where the airport was that was controlled by the military out to where he was doing the, um, uh, the demonstration and then back. Right. Right. Tony's not going out into the, into the field. He's just there to sell weapons. Well, yeah, sure. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And that, but then they get, uh, then they get hit with, uh, with missiles. And, and that was the first, that was the first moment that, you know, you start to realize, oh, wait a minute, something nefarious is happening here because Tony notices that um, Stark Industries is on is written on the side of the bombs because, as you know, you've got to mm. have your company on the side of your bombs that you make. I mean, you know, you got to you got to do that, right? <laughs> right, right. Before the missile blew, literally blew up in his face, it said Stark on the side. Yeah, yeah, because you've got to know where 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 it came from before you. <laughs> pass on to the next into the next life do you think tony is gonna let a missile go off the line without having his name you know enlarge on oh, it yeah no he's yeah that's never gonna happen if it's got to be labeled you might as well do it with some style <laughs> yeah right by the way uh side note about that scene where they're riding in that uh in that vehicle this movie oh, is so yeah. old that how old, how old is, is it? Oh. How old is it? How old <laughs> no, is it? No. But uh, but this movie is so old that MySpace was still the popular social media site back then. Oh man, who yeah, remembers? Soldier not to post the picture on MySpace. Yeah, right. So if they were attempting to take 
with a digital camera because this is basically pre-smartphone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the iPhone had been released like a year prior, but yeah, nobody not trying to get it in people's hands. Yeah, right. Yeah, nobody used the camera for that. Yeah. So that was the same thing with Facebook because I had to do the math on this. This was two came out two years after I graduated from university, which uh, I signed up for Facebook just before I graduated because at the time you needed to have a .edu email address to be able to sign up for Facebook. Mm. If you had the account already, they didn't kick you off. But I only signed up because in you know a few months I was a few months later I wasn't going to be eligible anymore. Right. So Facebook was also a thing, but not. Uh, not to the not level widely available now. Yeah. Not the way it is now. No. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they could. He could have said Friendster. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but my. But yeah, let's be honest. MySpace. MySpace Solid was, reference. Yeah, I mean, yeah, MySpace was like the the social media site back then. Like in, this is two thousand eight. So I mean, you know, like yeah, my MySpace Mom was my friend. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this uh, this bomb, uh, the Stark Industries bomb goes off. And at this point, I presume that uh, that Tony is dead. But it sounds to me like he was either brought back to life or or he just passed out because there was so much shrapnel involved in the explosion and and everything. Um, I don't know. It looks like his vest did not take the brunt of the damage like he was probably expecting it would be. Right. We did see him very slowly bleeding through in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably a, um, uh, uh, he probably had a concussion from uh, uh, the concussive force of the shockwave <laughs> from the bomb uh, yep. jostling his gray matter. Mm. Being at point blank range from the bomb. How small was the explosion in that bomb supposed to be that he is wearing a vest, but is, you know, 15 feet away from it when it explodes and it doesn't kill him? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that, that, that was, that was a little, uh, yeah, there yeah. were so many things wrong with like the, that was like, a little plot armory. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit, uh, in a little bit here in a moment here with the terrorists too. Cause I, I have some issues with, uh, how they portrayed the terrorists and everything. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, so Tony is being held captive uh, by the terrorists, but there's also uh, a doctor, uh, Dr. Jensen, I want to say his name is. They said Jensen. Yeah. Jensen. Yeah. In the movie. And uh, yeah, so he, he removes, he removes some shrapnel, but he wasn't able to get all of it. Um, But he, but, from what I understand, because I had to look look at the IMDb summary for again for this, because I couldn't remember mm-hmm. this part. But he created an electromagnet uh, that was able to keep the shrapnel from moving around and you know keeping him from from dying essentially, mm-hmm. which is and, and then hook it up to a car battery. Right? Yeah, that was a battery's a battery. Yeah, right. The, so you wanted him. The- but also, like, of course, you would have just a random car battery in the middle of a desert like that, you know, like <laughs> oh, random broken down car. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, because they just you wanted to plug him into a wall. What? <laughs> He's in a cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. That's so, fair. So big ass car battery has to carry around for at least a little while. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so and 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 
I, here's what I will say too, is that we, we only see the doctor for like a short period of time because he's only there like to help Tony Stark get the, the Iron Man suit, uh, you know, fully Online. created. Yeah. And, yeah. and is basically the, the sacrifice, uh, to distract the, uh, to distract long enough for Tony to get out of the, uh, out of the, uh, the terrorists, you know, you know, like uh, to, uh, and, uh, yeah, to protect him. Yeah. And he tells Tony that, you know, he's going to come, that he's going to come with him and then he's going to go home. But mm-hmm. what he's actually saying is he says, first, when we get out, I'm going to go be with my family. And right later, and as they're escaping, you find out that his family is dead at the hands of Stark weapons, mm. uh, mind you. Right. But he knows that he's going to die in the escape attempt. Right, yeah, which is he, he foreshadows that. Yeah, uh, before, yeah. But oh. not in a way that Tony picks up. Yeah. Or at least he was never expecting to survive. Yeah. Probably yeah. If he did survive, he would have been surprised himself. Yeah, I know. And and I and and he's the and and and, and he's the unfortunate casualty. Uh you know, and, and I I will say like that was that was kind of sad. Even though he w- they did a really good job of like even though he was only on screen for like you know, 15, 20 minutes tops in the movie, mm-hmm. right? Like, you you still, like, felt, like, so sad, like, when he was, when he was, like, you know, on his, like, when he when he was dying, you know? Like, you felt so sorry for him. I, I felt, like, so sad for him and everything. Like, and the way that they managed to do that, despite him having, like, probably the least amount of screen time, like, that's pretty remarkable to me. Yeah. And he is the one that told Stark not to waste his life, which he seems to have taken to heart. Yeah, yeah, he really has. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, and and it really, and it's kind of like the turning point if you think about it, right? Like, it's the turning point mm-hmm. where um, where everything changes in the movie, right? And so he was, yeah, he was the loss that Stark needed to. Uh, mm-hmm. I just to find his way, but it's like he was like a father figure to Stark who already had daddy issues because of yeah. the way he lost his father. And they'll spend like seven movies out of the MCU dealing with Tony and his uh, relationship to Howard. But it yeah. was sort of <laughs> Tony lost his fir- his actual father and decided to drink the rest of his life to not feel the pain, and then lost his. Um, eh. uh, not father supplemental figure. father, but lost the secondary father figure, father figure said, okay, this is my fault. My weapons did this. I can do something about this to keep this from happening again. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you and I know what exactly happens with Star- Howard. Mm-hmm. Not that that's this is the place to get into yeah, that. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, start- it's not till later. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, yeah, we're getting into. Yeah, we're getting into some inside baseball here with uh, <laughs> with with uh, movies. I think it literally took seven movies to to get to that point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. At least no. in the second phase that we got into that. But yeah. Um, yeah. No. And we won't. And the we, first phase. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. We won't. We won't. We won't spoil future movies just yet. We'll 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 get to those movies eventually. We'll get to them. We'll get to them. Uh. But uh, so Tony is like basically working on this first draft of Iron Man, like 
and and at first it it makes it look it makes it look like um he caves in and agrees to build what the terrorists want because the terrorists want him to basically recreate like his Stark, uh, his Stark Industries weapons, right? The, because the they, Jericho yeah, weapons. Yeah, the, yeah, they demand he makes the Jericho missile. Yeah, he says no, and yeah. then subterfuges and makes a suit instead. Right. Yeah, and um, and and it's also those the arc reactor first, then the suit. Right, and it and it's a and it's a weird plot point, right? Or, or not weird in the sense of like, but 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 like it makes you question things when uh, when it's like. Wait, how did they get the Stark Industries weapons? And it's like foreshadowing into you know what you find out later, which was which is pretty which is pretty cool because because huh? he had just demonstrated those weapons at the for the military, and then they somehow have hold of them now too. It's like hmm, something it's like something fishy's going on, but we don't really know well quite what it is yet. We yeah, saw that they were sorry. Go ahead. They they ambushed the uh, the convoy, so they probably had all the weapons. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they saw we saw them having Stark weapons. We didn't see that it was the Jericho that he was what he was uh, uh, demoing before. Stark is a ma- uh, a uh, you know major weapons manufacturer. We're probably going to see Stark machine guns to Stark anti aircraft missiles to you know. Uh, Stark um, surface to air space lasers, space lasers, uh, which I think takes us nineteen movies to get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, inevitably, right? Yeah, because because yeah, Marvel's going to be hitting that uh, cranking that machine <laughs> for a while. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and so and 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 he builds an arc reactor, which I'm still trying to process exactly what. This is exactly because they said it says it has enough power to run Stark's heart for 50 lifetimes or something much bigger for about 15 minutes. So is Tony Stark the first person to achieve immortality at this at this point? No, he meant to run the the (laughs) electromagnet for his that'll that's protecting his heart that what the batter what the battery was doing. The arc reactor will power the electromagnet for 50 to- for 50 lifetimes. Mm. Right, so, so he doesn't have to carry on that big ass battery and have all those cables coming off. Which right. should have been the the terrorists first clue that something kinky was going on. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they because, wasn't carrying the battery anymore. Yeah, yeah like, it's not like, carrying the battery anymore. Yeah, speaking we, of speaking said, of this will help me make the missiles. I don't have to carry on that big battery anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, they but, would have been it would have been a mistake to believe him. Yeah, because because let's talk about how dumb these terrorists are, right? Like, I want to say it was Max in our during our watch party uh, that you can get by being a supporter at patreon.com slash wscott is one. Uh, Max in our watch party was saying that, like, this is the dumbest group of terrorists ever. And I think I have to agree with that. Like, first of all, why wouldn't they just kill him? Like, why are they leaving him unsupervised to build you know, quote unquote, whatever he wants. Right. And how did they not notice it until it was too late? And like, why did they give him an extra day to finish his project? Why didn't they just kill him then? Like, there's so many moments that I'm just like, like if this were an actual terrorist hostage negotiation situation, there's no way it would go down like this. No way. 
Yeah, it's a bad situation because Stark knows they're never going to let him go. And they have to threaten his life to get him to build the things that they want. But as long as he's building the things, they really shouldn't be killing him. He's the golden goose. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, but they weren't going to let him go once he was done anyways. He knows right. that. But what right. they should have been doing is kept him as their own munitions factory. Mm. But uh, that yeah. wasn't going to play either. Yeah, yeah. Also, so uh, what yeah. could have what could they have done that would have been a good idea? Um, I just killing them right right straight away. <laughs> that would have been. They gotten their Jericho. Doesn't get them. Yeah, yeah. They wanted their Jericho missile, which they never got anyways because Iron Man. Suits. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, so I guess okay. Yeah. So they're keeping him around. Yeah, like they're keeping him around because, like, yeah, because if. Because if they kill him, then like, yeah, the, these weapons aren't good for shit, basically, right? Like, that's essentially what it comes down to, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they still use what they have; they just don't have a Jericho missile, right? Right. Also, so when when they were building the Iron Man control suit, <laughs> um, Tony Stark said uh, was mentioning Control I. I've never, I've never used that key combo for anything. That was a new one to me. <laughs> I can't say I've used that either. Yeah. Uh, what's that? I mean, it's what? VLC file data? No. Uh, information. I mean, it sounds like, that sounds like an insert command, though. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It I think it was Control sense. I, then Enter. Right. There's an F11 in there. Yeah, or probably is an F11 in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was F11 was the first thing he had to hit. He said Control I and Enter a couple of times. Yeah. Mm hmm. On you know Stark OS, <laughs> yeah, Stark OS, yeah, which, which is which, which was a command line uh, interface. Oh yeah, that's awesome too, right? Like yeah, how how awesome is that? There wasn't, that the, there wasn't a little GUI in the background. Uh, there might have been like, a, like I think there might have been like that was green on black uh, monochrome uh, to me. Yeah, but you have a command line on a GUI still, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it, this, is Stark OS was... does Stark OS run on Linux though? That's that's the that's a question. No, he created his own kernel for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's Tony Stark, obviously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Tony... Jarvis obviously has to be running on a real-time OS. Ah, yeah, obviously. right. Exactly, exactly. Other, otherwise, this, lo- this movie you know, loses any uh, possibility at realism. I mean, it's just... I. I movies need you to suspend disbelief. I cannot believe that Jarvis would be running on Windows. Just mm. no. Yeah, no. There's no way he'd be running on Windows. I, the he, Stark suit, I bl- I buy. <laughs> running Jarvis running on a uh, general purpose OS. Sorry, just no. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> which would have been what Vista at the time. <laughs> yeah, the I, I think it actually would have been Vista. You're right. I think you're right. It, it would have been port to Windows Seven, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that was late in the Vista. Yeah, lifetime. I think we were. I think we were in Vista. Yeah, like it, it, if if not if we if we weren't in Vista, we were like in the very very early days. Like it was just about to get shipped, like mm-hmm. around that time. So anyway, um, yep. But uh, <laughs> nerds. But, but yeah. <laughs> 
but uh but he eventually uh so he he obviously you know saves the day blows up their missiles but then uh and then also but then that proceeds to sets everyone uh, on fire as well right yeah with the flamethrowers but then he it, proceeds to like his suit like basically falls apart like if i remember correctly mid-air. it was yeah, yeah it was like midair yeah like it just yeah he, yeah. he launched got into the curve and then everything failed and crash landed right which is weird because like his body isn't there so like how is that like half like his body's not there so how is he not in a million pieces with the the odd armor suit yeah i don't know (laughs) the the sand was soft enough oh right right yeah yeah (laughs) but it it was important sand it was important that the suit fell apart because if the suit was in one piece when it uh, when he hit the sand, then the military would have picked up the suit without uh, when they picked up um, well, it, well, uh, when I they picked up Stark, what, and then yeah. they wouldn't have been able to rebuild the suit and then stain. Uh, yeah, I was going to say what? Yeah, don't you mean the terrorists, right? Sorry, I mean that. I mean when the U.S. military picked up Stark. They left the pieces of the suit in the sand. Oh, I see. He had already it. wandered off from the suit. There was nowhere in sight when the helicopter showed up. Right. So what was he going to do? Tell him to go back and get the suit? Yeah, right. Like, he probably yeah. didn't know where the hell it was anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Somebody found it. Yeah. And it was a major plot. Uh, uh, Which plot we'll get piece. to a little later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, uh, and then... I love how Tony, when he when he gets back to the U.S., um, immediately he just wants two things. He wants to call a press conference and he wants a cheeseburger <laughs> because, of course, right? Like he wants yes. an American cheeseburger. He right? wants an American cheeseburger. Right. Yeah. Not just any cheeseburger. Not that. <laughs> yeah. Not just any cheeseburger. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and and also it was uh it was Burger King right like mm-hmm. I think it was yeah because they had Burger King product placement on it so yeah it was a yeah, burger the, it was probably a Whopper which by the way the Whopper sucks like I'm sorry Burger King's just not great a great yeah. restaurant just side note like anyway I I could go I, into a I whole like their other... chicken fries I do not like their Whopper okay yeah 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 I will I will agree with that I do like the chicken fries but that's about the only good thing Burger King has <laughs> so. Anyway, I could do a whole nother podcast just talking about Burger King, so I won't. Um, <laughs> That's a thought. Let's get back to Iron Man then. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so uh, so and, and but Tony announces he's shutting down the weapons division of Stark Industries, which of course like sends everybody into you know a frenzy. Like he, he literally had just told the Vanity Fair reporter he'd never shut down the weapons division, and here he is shutting it down. And but Obed, and Obadiah is quick to dismiss this as you know Tony be Tony sometimes you know like <laughs> we're not actually doing this right like ah oh, yeah Tony is just like oh man he's such a great guy we love him right <laughs> he's back from three months in Afghanistan this is what he does yeah 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 no it's like yeah as maybe soon, he has a little as soon PTSD. as he finds a pair of legs he'll be he'll forget about this and he'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. And it, it but and it almost seems like an innocent, you know, wanting what's best for the company move. But uh but yeah, there's a very nefarious reason because it turns out 
that Obadiah was the one who wanted the t- who like who basically put a put a bounty on Tony Stark, right? Like he was the one that got the terrorists to capture and kill him. And I have to assume, and I, I may, I may be talking out of my ass here, but I think Obadiah was the one that was selling the weapons to the terrorists this whole time. That's my theory. Oh, no, right? absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Obadiah is like, yeah, very much in cahoots with the terrorists, which is not really a good idea in any situation. Like when you are associated with terrorists, it's like. Uh, usually the best kind of person. Don't want that to be in your company. <laughs> well, oh, goatee. So that didn't help. <laughs> you want to talk about, you know, international weapons manufacturer and you want to say the best kind of person. And, uh, yeah, that's fair. Gee. Yeah. No, touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> uh, that mud. Uh, I, I did. I did enjoy that. Shout out to uh, Mad Money, by the way, that Mad Money clip where they're talking about like, it's like, sell your Stark industry stock now. Like, I never watched Mad Money, but I always like, I always saw like clips of it. Like I, Uh you know, it was, it's it's one of those things that's like you see clips of, but you don't actually watch the show, you know, like, you know what the show is, even though you've never watched an episode of it in your life. Uh (laughs) That does mean Marvel had to get uh, Kramer to record a special segment just for the movie. Yeah, which yeah. is which is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, how hard is that? Yeah, it's not yeah. very hard. Yeah, no, that, that's like that's like two minutes of filming tops, and you're done. <laughs> and then yeah, just send. We've got to get that good hit on the mug just right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, just yeah, just send it off to just send it off to Marvel. <laughs> um. By the way, I I related so much to uh, Pepper, try, uh, like frantically trying to figure out how to swap out Tony Stark's arc reactor <laughs> to the new version, and like, <laughs> and like, I, like her just like panicking and like, it's like I I'm not qualified to do this. I don't know. Like, like that is me. Anytime I'm trying to fix anything or try to put furniture together or do anything mechanically, like. That is me every time. Like I just, I can't, I am not a mechanically gifted person. I'm just not. <laughs> and especially when it comes to like, you know, like it, it's like a life or death thing. And like, I love how Tony is like so calm, even though she like messed it up and like almost put Tony into cardiac arrest. And Tony's just like, no, 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 that's okay. You just put this into there, and like, like he's trying to go through tech support or something. <laughs> Well, not like him freaking out would have helped the situation. She would have been freaking out more then. Yeah, that's true. You're right. <laughs> um, I also love that scene where Tony is testing out like Mark two of his suit. Like, like that was, that was great. Like he was testing the, like the flying mechanic. He's trying to fly to the moon and, you know, having it iced uh, or, and having the suit iced out. Um, uh, you know. The initial thrust test threw him into the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. That's always great. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Trying to beat the altitude record and the iced up. Yeah. Yeah. And of Which course. Which he does address mm-hmm. in the first of his long line of he makes, I don't call it a mistake, but he sees something that can be improved mm-hmm. and he does. And it comes back in like the same movie or another movie. Right. Yeah. No, he's and, and in this, this movie. 
Yeah, yeah in this case, so it was the, the same progression movie. of yeah. his suits and all the changes that he makes. Right, right. Yeah, and and I and I just love that, like you know, of course, when he powers off the suit, it just goes straight <laughs> to the floor, crushing the piano and that expensive car. And I, and it's like as soon as he cr- crushed that that car, it's just like, ooh, that's probably two hundred thousand dollars down the drain. Yikes! <laughs> Does he care? Yeah, but then again, he's Tony freaking Stark, so, <laughs> um. And, you know, uh-huh. meanwhile, like we like we mentioned, the terrorists find the head of the suit and are able to reconstruct the Mark One Iron Man suit. If only they knew that Tony Stark was two versions ahead of them. In the Discord uh, chat for this uh, episode, Wermel, uh posted the photo of him uh, lying in the uh, Tony Stark indent in that car. So uh, <laughs> the actual it, prop. The actual prop. Oh, that's uh, awesome! So in uh, oh yeah, and I see a little at the uh, Hall of Superheroes in Elkhart, Indiana. Oh so yeah, and there's a you too can lie splayed out in uh, yeah yeah, and there's like a little tomater thing in the indent. back thing too. That's that's mm. funny. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, no, it, yeah, and also yeah, the Hall of Heroes Superhero Museum is in um. Elkar, Indiana, and uh, yeah, apparently it's an hour away from Fort Wayne, so maybe we uh, hour, maybe we hour, stop hour there. Half, something like that. Yeah, maybe we make that a stop uh, during Turtle Road Days. Trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got a few days in Northeast Indiana in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, how it was, what, an hour to get to the Fang and Feather? Uh, Back in Austin a few weeks ago? At least it was for me. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I I don't remember actually. Anyways, um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean that's Texas. Everything is like way far apart. Everything uh, is bigger, <laughs> yes, even the commutes. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, of course it wouldn't be a Marvel movie without a Stanley appearance. R.I.P. Stanley, the, the very first one in the Marvel MC in in the MCU. Yeah. What? Yeah. Was that the first appearance? Well, that's. Debated? I don't well, know if it's debatable. I, I mean, yes, there's previous Marvel-based movies that he was in. I'm talking about the actual MCU, which started right. with Iron Man 1. And what I'm saying is that there are two camps on this, because uh, Edward Norton, starring in The Incredible Hulk, came out, I believe, two months earlier uh, than Iron Man in uh, and the uh, in 2008, and the, the no, no, question it was, is... It, it was June 2008. Iron Man was May of 2008. Iron Man was first. Right. Okay. So yeah. I stand corrected. This is solidly the beginning of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, which is why we, uh, which is why I started with this movie in particular, because uh, yeah, cause for that very reason. And uh, and that's the other thing, too, is that we are going to be, uh, we are actually going to be covering the Avengers next, and yes, I know there's movies in between that movie and there's some context that will be lost because of that but you know i i i, I had to cover an avengers movie for my first marvel month i mean i i just, just get back cinema- to the, just get back to the movies at some point just oh yeah like, yeah there's only six movies in the first phase so it's not that many to cover yeah this yeah, is cinemavention what what movies did did we have to call an intervention for will avengers yes or one, maybe mm, no. 
Yeah, right. Like, yeah, we don't have to cover. I mean, you, I, I, you could probably do, and I'm sure this already exists. I just haven't looked into it. But like, you could do a whole podcast just talking about Marvel movies. Like that, that could be probably. its own podcast entirely. So, <laughs> I should mention though, uh, I was uh, uh, sick in bed with the flu a couple of years ago, and mm. uh, for about a week, and decided that I was just going to watch uh, through the MCU uh, all the way. Oh, and okay. by I'm gonna say Doctor Strange, I was skipping the fight scenes. Wow, they're all the same. I'm here mm. for this. Apparently, I'm here for the story. Right on. I mean, honestly, though, like, I mean, I feel like it's a better movie experience that way. You know, like, because yeah, I mean, a lot the, the of hours of them fighting. Uh, yeah, I mean to be fair, lasers like, back and forth. Yeah, it's like to be fair though, it's like how much more can you like how much more can you like innovate on that to be honest, you know? So And they have innovated. It's just watching them back to back to back to back. Uh, yeah, it gets kind of boring it. after a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um the, I that scene where Iron Man goes to save like those people from the terrorists, like that felt a little too real for me in multiple senses. Uh, number one, because of, you know, like I said, like I mentioned before, the previous wars and the wars that were happening at this time. Number two, with like the Ukraine situation and everything, like it just, I don't know. It's like that scene just felt too real to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and it was definitely done that way on purpose, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not faulting them for doing it, but I, it still made me go like, oh, man, like, <laughs> <laughs> That's the scene that hit you like that, huh? Hmm. It was what, what, what was, it? What was uh, the it body you? horror of the like surgery in the uh, in the cave uh, while he was trying to build the um, uh, the Mark One suit that really stuck with me. Uh, once he's bulletproof and flying in and killing all of the uh, you know very surgically killing all of the uh, terrorists without injuring any of the uh, 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 of the villagers and then leaving the uh, the, the head uh, guy. warlord yeah. the head guy uh, to the um, yeah because he had to, to be to, killed or not killed by the yeah. uh, by the villagers that were uh, yeah because he had yeah because he had to call him out specifically <laughs> yeah uh, um, yeah it felt very you know hyper re- like very super, super oh yeah 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 I, not hyper realistic yeah, well, okay yeah no I, and i guess i should have clarified that yeah like i meant specifically before iron man gets there like that's what i'm talking about like that oh, particular okay. part yeah I, I guess i should have clarified that a little bit more but yeah, yeah that that's uh, that's, warlords that's, that's more what i'm referring messing to messing up yeah. the town right right all, right, right. all the news reports he's watching while he's working on the arm mm-hmm. yeah 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. After Iron Man comes, yeah, that's where this, you know, that's where it becomes a story. Right. But yeah. Um, but before that point, yeah, like that's, that's what felt yeah. <laughs> super real. Um, but super uh, real to superhero. Yeah. True. Fair point. <laughs> um, but, and, and Iron Man is like just taking those terrorists out. Like it's nothing. You mentioned that yep. like, you know, precise, like, um, you know, targeting oh. just the terrorists and keeping the civilians intact thing. Like, well, th- thank yep. you Jarvis for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, but hmm. uh, but of course, you know, when when Iron Man is identified as a unidentified flying object and those fighter jets are uh, trying to take it out of the sky. Like, just remember that what happened there. That was just a training exercise. Remember, like that, that was yeah, just a okay. training exercise. Sure. He was, okay, so they were shooting at like one out of five people on the planet that could pay for a replacement plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he he does owe them a plane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does owe them a plane. But again, it's Tony MF and Stark. Like, come on. <laughs> also, I love uh, to go back to that the fighting scene. Like, there's like one tank missile that just slows Iron Man down. Like, normally that's just like. Oh yeah, you're you're screwed when that happens, right? But it just slows him down, doesn't even defeat him, and it's just like an obstacle in his way. And then he just fires that one like <laughs> rocket yeah. at it; it just explodes. <laughs> like, well, I thought that the important thing about the about that scene was they fired something big and heavy at him, mm-hmm. and it hit him, and that and it just annoyed him. And then he turned around and fired something that looked tiny and insignificant at it and then it and then huge explosion taking mm-hmm. out the tank while mm-hmm. he's walking away from it oh yeah because cool, cool, cool guys don't look at explosions cool guys don't yeah look at explosions. yeah everybody knows that right yeah <laughs> um <laughs> let's be realistic about this superhero movie he had rear view cameras he was watching the explosion oh <laughs> yeah that's that's true too yeah that's a good point <laughs> I got I so and I gotta say too, um, as someone who deals with computers and as someone who, you know, at least knows the basics of security, like Pepper trying to copy those files like in secret from Obadiah's computer, like like such an amateur, right? Like that, that was that was not Obadiah's computer. Oh, I think it was we talked not. about this while we were in the watch party. Oh, it was not. Okay, I think that was Tony's office. Hmm. And that's why if Obadiah sit down after she left. Right. So because Obadiah is the CEO and gets to gets to do what he wants. But if she was in Obadiah's office when he came in, that's a red flag. But uh, Tony's assistant sitting at Tony's computer, getting things from Tony's office, it wasn't. And when Obadiah uh, poured himself a drink. Well, uh, she was sitting at the desk. He made a comment about how Tony always likes the good stuff. It, I think right. that was the computer that she was using to copy things off of the office mainframe, off the server. Mm. Yeah. But either way, right? Like, either yeah. way, such an amateur about, about it, going about it, right? Like, if you're going to do it in secret, like, there's better ways to do it. <laughs> yeah, send in Jarvis. <laughs> Right? Yeah, no, yeah. Why couldn't Jarvis just do that? Yeah, that's a good point. What's good to do? VPN in? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that wouldn't be too yes. hard. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be too hard to do. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, and we, 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 we mentioned this too because everyone in the watch was like, shush, shush when we got to this point. But uh, that important conversation Pepper has at the end of the movie, uh, you know, asking what group they belong to. Yeah. Call it Shield. And I was like, oh yay! A- Agents of Shield, the TV show. <laughs> I was like, I get that reference. <laughs> well, Shield, this was the f- beginning of the MCU. Shield hadn't been introduced yet. Right. right. Yeah. So oh, Coulson reminder again, was what? just a 
government lackey until he was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. For for the strategic, homeland, whatever it was. Something in logistics division. Right. Right. When I saw it, yeah, they kept saying it. I never put together that that was S.H.I.E.L.D. Until he actually said it, I was like, oh, yeah, that is S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I was kind of familiar with what Marvel had, but not as informed as I am. What? 14 years later of watching these movies. Right. It was niche when they, when that scene happened Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's completely transformed geek culture now. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, Along with the after credit scene, but we'll get to that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I mean, actually, yeah, we'll get into it now. Yeah. That post credit scene with Nick Fury at the end, like, you know, like, so yeah, I have to imagine like they, they were already like, they were already working on adventures at this point, which, which is the only reason why they brought Nick Fury in. Right. Like, you know, yeah, they're absolutely, um, uh, uh, foreshadowing, uh, the Avengers by bringing in Nick Fury because Fury doesn't make any sense unless he's in charge of something. Mm-hmm. Director of Shield. That's what he is. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. And bringing in Shield with only Iron Man in the universe doesn't uh, doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. You know why they got Samuel Jackson for Fury, don't you guys? No. Uh, no. Why? Yeah. Why? Well, you know about the Mar- uh, the Ultimate imprint for Marvel Comics. Yes. Yes. Uh, I haven't. Of I haven't it. seen any of these. Well, yes. Explain the comics, it. Explain yeah. it for those at home. Sure, okay. sure. <laughs> uh, they modeled Nick Nick Fury after Jackson. Ah, like if you look at Marvel Comics in the early two thousands, Fury looks like Jackson. That they use him for the model. Hmm. Right on. Uh, and uh, speaking of comics, too, um, we don't have time to get into into the specifics of you know the differences between the movie and the comics. But mm-hmm. if you check out the uh, show notes, uh, we're gonna leave it in the show notes. Uh, we had a uh, uh, noted Iron Man fan, uh, Max Trollbot, put some uh, put some comments in about you know the big differences between the movie and the comics. So check the show notes if you want to uh, look into that a little bit more. It's a it's a good little uh, short read on on that. So uh, so let's. Did uh, either of you follow the comics? Uh, at all before? No, I, yeah, I, me I neither. I, I, I came into Iron comics. Man. Iron Man was really a B or C list character before. Uh, before this, there weren't any TV shows. It's like there was an I animated remember, show in the nineties. Yeah, but I remember the Fantastic Four animated show in the nineties. I do not remember the Iron Man animated show in the nineties, mm. which of course did not level up to the X-Men or Spider-Man animated shows no. in the nineties, which or, were or, or Batman, but that's different universe. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So, uh, let's wrap things up. Let's give our final ratings of the movie. Uh, we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Jeff this time. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. What's your rating? Thumbs up. No question. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. there's it. It has to be a thumbs up. Look at what it spawned. Yeah. If, if this was a terrible movie, then we would not have gotten everything that came after it. Yeah, like the MCU as we know it is is not a thing without this yeah. movie. We owe a lot of that to uh uh to um Downey. Yeah, to Downey's drug problem in the nineties <laughs> yeah. informing 
informing his uh, uh, his Tony Stark. Right on. Uh, and you, Tom? Well, uh, I should probably let my replica of the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> speak for me. <laughs> yes, yeah. If, uh, so, uh, yeah I'm for assuming everyone... it's off screen at this point. Yeah, yeah, for, I, uh, yeah. For everyone, uh, yeah, for everyone, uh, yeah, for everyone listening on audio, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got huge, it. huge thumbs up. Yeah. Everything that Jeff said, this has not happened. This is not a huge success. We don't have everything that has happened since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to. Uh, I want to tell everyone. Uh, can you put that back up for the audio listeners? Tom <laughs> has a. Basically, like a Lego, a Lego, version, Lego Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet, yeah, just like and doing the thumbs up, which is amazing. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, check out check out the video if you want to see it because it, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> I know it's Marvel, but seeing it in the thumbs up like that, I can only see Terminator with the thumbs up coming out of the uh, uh, the molten le- uh, iron at the end. What's that? I I can't get a good angle on this. Yeah. So forget. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, before we uh, before we completely wrap the show up, um, I wanted to um, I wanted to t- uh, talk about this email response that we got uh, um, regarding our Forrest Gump episode here. So minor spoilers coming up for Forrest Gump, but it's it's nothing too major. It's it won't take you out. It it won't ru- it doesn't ruin the movie for you. Uh, and uh, I'll include the full email in the uh, show notes. But we got a uh, we got a response from uh, Kent Floor, who has been a uh, previous guest on this show, um, and he gave me express permission to paraphrase for the sake of it, reading it on the show. So I highly encourage you to check that out um, in the show notes to read the full email. Uh, but basically, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna summarize basically what he said. Um, in, of course, he mentioned that Dolan did a great job as guest host because, as you'll recall, if you didn't see the episode, it was our April Fools' episode. So we did a little twist on it where Dolan hadn't seen the movie before, and I had seen the movie. And uh, yeah, no, I, I I thought Dolan did an amazing job on that episode. Um, but we were talking I'm about amazed you could find a movie that you've seen. <laughs> right, that's fair. Fair fair <laughs> but we were talking about how uh folks who were in the military could potentially relate to what Forrest was saying and his experiences uh and Kent was basically said in the email like he was confirming that that is indeed the case and that when you start in basic training you are fearful lonely and there's just the you know culture shock of it all but you know as long as you do what you're told military life is actually pretty simple and and he says it's by design that way to, you know, help recruit new members. But even then, like there was the draft was in effect during the Vietnam War, but that concept of simplicity still remained uh, the same. Uh, like I said, there's there's more nuance to what he said than just that. So I'll, I'll include the full email in the show notes. Uh, but uh, but yeah, but I appreciate uh, that uh, email response from uh, from Kent. If you want to give feedback on the show uh please do so email at cinemavention.com is the email address uh thanks again to you two for uh for being on the show uh this was such an amazing uh episode uh we'll uh we'll start off with tom first uh do you got anything you want to plug uh just my twitter uh captain jack 913 i do hardly ever post i just read and lurk mm-hmm. and i am 
do contribute to game night every Friday night uh, on your uh, Twitch. Mm-hmm. Fun time. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to it every week. Yeah, it's always an amazing time. Uh, what about you, Jeff? I was going to say the same thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I I am on uh, Twitter at twitter.com slash writingwonk, and uh, surprisingly, nobody else is uh, fighting me on services for that uh, for that name. <laughs> and um, I was going to uh, to plug uh, game night, but since Tom already did, <laughs> I will plug twitch uh, twitch.com slash wscottis one on uh, Wednesday nights for. Uh, uh, Battle, Battle Royale. Royale Wednesdays, mm-hmm. Fall Guys uh, early, followed by uh, Fortnite at uh, yeah. uh, afterwards. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, we, those two we, see, uh, streams. That's where I'll be if you want to find me. Uh, secretly, uh, we do Fall Guys because it, it gets routing wonk to show up for Battle Royale Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. But, and Will gets so upset. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do get a little upset at that game sometimes. But Saltier than the ocean. Come see it just for that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that's every Wednesday and Friday night. Uh, Twitch.tv slash WScott is one. It's also where we do the watch party for each of the movies. Uh, so if you want to wa- watch the movie along with us, uh, that is live over on my Twitch as well. Uh, but... If you can't make it to the watch party, don't you worry because we have it available exclusively to those people who support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash WScott is one. I always uh, thank you to everyone who is supporting the show and helping me uh, to continue doing what I do. And it's it's I thank you guys so very much. Uh, Like I said, if you have thoughts about the movie we discussed, email at cinemavention.com, as I mentioned. You can also join uh, the Discord, discord.cinemavention.com, and uh, visit the website to see all the previous movies we've covered on this show over at cinemavention.com. Music has been provided by Kevin McLeod over at incompetech.com, and we'll be back next week as we continue Marvel Month. We'll be talking about the movie The Avengers, the very first one with... Kuan as our guest. <laughs> and until then, we'll see you next time, everybody. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>